Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Midweeks with Pastor Rob. Just continuing my journey through the scriptures, looking for the Bible's attitude towards itself. What does the Bible teach as an attitude towards the Word of God? And I'm working through the book of Deuteronomy right now, and I just really enjoy um, reading through Deuteronomy. It's, it's, I find it unique, I find it attractive, and I find that there's things in there that I keep forgetting that were in there that are so rich and powerful and really awesome. And so I'm in chapter 6, and I'm reading through this, and um, I was just struck how in chapters, how verses 4, 5, and 6 work together. I want to read these for you. This is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4, 5, and 6, and 7. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. Now, the thing that's really amazing to me is that these verses contain some of the most famous verses ever inscripturated, ever put into scripture. The, the verse four, hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one, is called the Shema. And it's kind of like the most common or most powerful statement of faith that the Jewish people had in the time of Jesus. And it sets them apart from the polytheists or the idolaters of of their day. They didn't believe that there were many gods. They knew that there were idols and they knew there were spirits that were worshipped as God, but there weren't many gods. And so they would say, Shema Yisrael, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And I'm not going to try to remember from memory exactly how that goes, but um, and to say that the Lord is one, it's very sim- similar to saying, um, I, I think it's explained by the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans as meaning there is only one God. The Lord is one. There's only one God. In the midst of a world full of people, beings claiming to be God, there really is only one God. And so this is one of the most famous verses in the Old Testament, in the lives of actual people. And it's followed by what Jesus says is the most important commandment of all time. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. So the, the, one of the most famous declarations of, of the confessions of who God is, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, is followed by the greatest commandment, according to our Lord Jesus, that we should love him with all our heart, soul, and might. And then right after these two most famous verses comes this command, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. And here is it. Um, there's this kind of like flow. There's only one God. You have to love him and let his words be in your heart, not just in your mind, but in your heart, not just repeated from your mouth, but in your heart. And so, you know, as I'm looking at what is the word of God and how are we supposed to live with the word of God here in Deuteronomy chapter six, we see this powerful, powerful progression. There is only one God. And our relationship with him is supposed to be one of profound and overflowing love towards him, loving him with my mind and loving him with my heart and loving him with my strength. And how does God want to see this happen? He wants his word to be in my heart, his commands through Moses to be in my heart, working in my heart. This is how we begin to express our love for God is with our mind and our heart and our strength is by having God's word on our heart. And then I find it really profound that from there, he says, and you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them on the way 
or sorry, when you sit down and in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up, that that our lives are just supposed to be called to be um, filled with the word. We're we're meant to be like jelly donuts and not donuts. You know, a donut has a hole in the middle of it, but a jelly donut is filled with something creamy and rich. And we're called to be jelly donuts filled with the word of God, just saturated and kind of when you squeeze us, what comes out. And we're supposed to treasure the word so much that we we are diligently teaching it to our children. It's kind of like the idea is, you know, if, if something's worth having it's worth giving to your kids Um, you know if you you make a meal that's a healthy meal you want your kids to eat it you don't always want them to eat the cake you don't always want them to eat the the sugar but you do want them to eat the healthy stuff something's good for you you want your kids to have it so here's this awesome progression that gives us insight into god's attitude towards his word he's saying through moses he's saying there's only one god i am god alone and our relationship is supposed to be one of love how do you walk that out? You love my word. You put it in your heart and you love my word and you give it to your kids and you love my word and you talk about it with other people. You love my word and you make midweeks and you listen to them and you think about it and then you make another one tomorrow and you love my word and you spend time in the word in the morning with Jesus and you love my word so you talk about it with your husband and your wife. You love my word so you're just, you, you, you hunger for Sunday mornings and getting good messages This is part of how we love the Lord. It's a profound part of how we love the Lord, and it's a profound part of how we show that there is only one true God by loving His Word and treating it like nothing else, like no other writing, like no other speech in the world. Be blessed, and amen.